It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. Well, God bless you on this evening. Happy holidays. Thank you for tuning in to Destiny Awaits You. You are in for an awesome show on tonight. And our topic is tonight on deliverance and strongholds, facing the strongholds in your life and deliverance. And I would like at this time to introduce my co-host. My co-host for the evening is Dr. Gary Anthony Howe, which is the founder of Mighty Warriors University. He is the CEFO of Mansell Christian College and does a lot of outreach. He's an author, motivational speaker, a bishop, a teacher. So I'm bringing to the platform this evening my co-host. God bless you, man of God. How are you? God bless you, woman of God. It's indeed a pleasure to be here tonight and a pleasure for, for me to greet all of you tonight. Welcome to Destiny Awaits You. Amen. We would like to start off in a word of prayer. So, Bishop, would you mind praying this evening? Sure. Very hard pray. Father God, we come before you right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, who is the Christ. We come before you, O God, asking you to look on us tonight. Lord, we're standing in the need of a word from you, O God. Father, we pray that you send the word tonight, Lord, and destroy, and destroy strongholds, God. Cast down imaginations, O God. Set the captives free tonight. Build us up, Lord. Help us to edify one another, Lord. Father, we're praying that your spirit will permeate the airways, O oh God. And, Lord, Father God, bring glory to thy own name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And as I said previously, tonight we're talking about deliverance and strongholds. So, Bishop, can you talk to us a little bit about tonight? When we hear the word deliverance, what does it mean biblically, and how can people get set free? Okay, deliverance is deliverance from sin, which Jesus has done. The word of God declares that whom the Son set free is free indeed. But yet the enemy tries to usurp over the Christian's life or the believer's life and try to take them captive. And a lot of times it does strongholds. He uses strongholds, and that's a particular area in, our, in, in a Christian's life that they are having a hard time battling or a hard time defeating. Sometimes it's the tongue. Sometimes it's habit. Sometimes it's addiction. Sometimes it's a way of thinking. Praise God. But the, the word of God says life and death is in the power of the tongue. So what we have to do is that we have to lift up a standard. The word of God declares that if you resist the devil, he will flee from you. And resistance is putting up a standard force against him. Using Ephesians chapter 6, the, uh, the uh, our armor. Praise God. Resist him with everything in you. Resist him in prayer. Resist him in confessing the word. Resist him in song. Resist him in meditation of the word. And the good thing about it is that Jesus has given us authority over every demonic spirit. Demonic spirits or disembodied spirits to seek to exercise themselves through other people. And the devil uses them to come against the lives of the believer. He'll use them in your family. He'll use them with your friends. He'll use them with, with people in, even in your church family. And unbeknownly, because the enemy has access to the brain, the Bible says that, 
that the enemy uh, can can do, but we don't have to let him take control over us. I have the famous saying that if you the bird can't you can stay can't stop birds from flying over your head, but you don't have to let them build a nest there. That's why that's why we have to put keep our mind stayed on Christ. That's how we that's why we have to cast down imaginations and every high thing that would exalt itself against the knowledge of Christ. So as a believer, this is a battle we gonna, we're going to fight because we're in the earth realm. Jesus said the world hated him and, and before us, and it's going to hate us because it sees him in us, who is our hope of glory. So the enemy is going to come against your life. He's been knowing you from your early hours of existence. And so he studied you. The, the, the imps are on assignment to bring about to destroy your life. Now that you've given your life over to the Lord and it doesn't belong to uh, the, the enemy anymore, he's definitely working at you now because he wants to kill your influence. He doesn't want you to have a testimony. He doesn't want you to have victory in your life. He wants you defeated. He wants you cast out. He can't kill you, so he just wants to keep you blocked down until, he, until you leave the earth rim. He wants to stop your vision. He wants to stop your purpose. He wants to stop your destiny. And that's what we're up against in spiritual warfare. And all, and only that, in, also in, in deliverance ministry, we got those people who are bound by addictions that are not saved, who are bound by sickness and diseases. He, 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 the enemy comes to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. Whether you're saved or unsaved, he's coming to steal, kill, and to destroy. He just works on those of us who are saved a little more. But he comes to, he wants the soul. He wants to keep that person in bondage. He wants them to serve him. So he, he does that. And so deliverance ministry comes in effect when the power of God is in us, the kingdom of heaven that is within us, is able to release through our lives to set the captive free, whether it be whatever act of faith it is. Deliverance requires an act of faith. It requires believing in, the, in Jesus' name, and it requires an act of faith. And I'm going to stop right there, Dr. Broden, and allow you to get in on some of this. Amen. So tonight I'm going to talk about what is a stronghold, how do strongholds begin, what are our strongholds, and how can we overcome strongholds. So tonight we want to talk about what is a stronghold. A stronghold reminds me of a citadel or a fortress. It's something that's around you in the spiritual realm. It affects your heart. It affects your life, and it affects your spirit. A stronghold is an area in our life where it's something that we can't stop doing. It's like the enemy has put a fortress around us, and we can't stop doing it. Many of us that are going through strongholds in our life, we keep praying and we're asking God to forgive us, but we keep doing the same sins over and over. So tonight I just want to stop by and to let you know that God will deliver you, and he will set you free. Amen. I went to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, and it lets us know strongholds are maybe areas of our weakness. So when I began to think, I said, okay, God, what is it that you would like me to share tonight? And God said, give them this, the do's and don'ts of deliverance. So the first one is, do remain faithful to church, worship, and fellowship. When you have a stronghold in your life or you need a deliverance, the first thing the enemy wants to do is to tear you from going to church. So do remain faithful in church, remain faithful to God, remain faithful to your worship, and remain faithful to your godly fellowship. Don't go back to your old friends and to the old places. So what the enemy will try to do when you have a stronghold in your life, he'll try to make your past again your present. So you've got to stay away from the old people, 
the old places and old things. Most of the people that have strong colds in this season have heroin addictions, and every time something goes wrong, the enemy puts it before your face to go back. But stay away from those places. Do remain faithful to church and church ordinance. Be obedient to your leaders. Don't allow old habits to keep dominating you. There's life and death in the power of the tongue. we got to begin to prophesy and speak life to ourselves. God says he's given us power to tread upon serpents. With that being said, everything that's within us, the Holy Spirit, is our keeping force. So if you're able to not, if you feel like God is not, if you feel like you're not able to be kept, which the Holy Spirit should be doing that, then you need to follow the counsel. Do what is necessary to repair relationships. Don't remain obtain ungodly relationships. So another point that I want to bring out tonight is when you're going through where there's a stronghold in your life, the enemy will connect you to ungodly relationships. And usually he uses those people to turn you away from God. And the next point is do you remain a healthy lifestyle? So just like we eat natural food, we need spiritual food, find a spiritual leader, find somebody spiritual that we can cling on to, and ask that person to cover us while we are going through a stronghold, while we're being delivered. And some of the strongholds that people don't even recognize are strongholds in their life. But tonight I just want to touch a couple of strongholds. And the things that God gave me was like destruction of our mind. And under that category, God said mental illnesses, schizophrenia, madness, and confusion. They're all destructive devices of the mind, which is a stronghold. There's a lot of Christians right now that take meds for anxiety. That's a stronghold. You need a deliverance. There's many people that have mental health issues. As people of God, we should be set free. The word says who the sun sets free is free indeed. So that's the structure of the mind, and that is a spirit, and that's a stronghold. And some people have the structure of the finances, which God said you're constantly in poverty, you're constantly in lack, you're constantly in debt, and you have financial failures. Destruction of finances, that can be a stronghold in your life. The next one that God told me is the destruction of the body, which is sickness, infirmity, diseases, and plagues, and destruction of marriages, whether it's of Ahab and Jezebel present. Like you have in a relationship, there's one person that's always dominating, arguing, fighting, bickering, and biting. So those are a couple of strongholds that I'm just talking about on tonight. But I just want to talk about tonight how to detox your spirit. We've got to let go of those things in our life that are not of God on tonight. Amen. Perhaps you're struggling with a dysfunctional family. You're, you're, you're going through, you have addictions or you're going through, you have, you've been maybe raped, molested, or there may be issues from your childhood or just family issues from your past. So it may be in your heart on tonight and it may have made you negative. And one of the key points of the deliverance is you've got to speak and declare and decree it on tonight. Amen. I said to get rid of attitude busters. Amen. That attitude buster is we need to get rid of all negativity in our lives. Amen. Get rid of the negativity giants in our lives. God wants us to be happy. He wants us to be whole. He wants us to get rid of the negativity in our life because negativity from our family, friends, that can be a stronghold in our life. It can cause us from getting our deliverance. So I encourage you on tonight that whatever God has told you to do on tonight, to do it. Tune out the negativity. Pray in the spirit and ask God to plug up your ears so you don't hear it on tonight. Ask God tonight to search your heart and to God to show you. First, we've got to identify 
to get a deliverance. What am I going to? And many of us already know the strongholds that are in our life. We got to be honest. The Bible says, "Confess your faults one to another." So we have to confess our faults one to another, and we got to admit, God, I got these negativity jumps in my life. God, help me, God, not to be negative. And God said on tonight, He said to share these. He says, when I went to research, it says these are the top six areas of stronghold in the body of Christ. And the first one is resentment. The second one is jealousy. The third one is hardness of heart. The fourth one is anger. The fifth one is low self-esteem. And the sixth one is bitterness. So if you're walking in any of these tonight, last week we touched on the woman with the issue of blood that was found in chapter 9, verse 20. And when the woman with the issue of blood, she touched the hem of Jesus' garment. So somebody on tonight may say, well, what does it have to do with anything? In the spiritual realm, when we're fasting, when we're praying, and when we're crying out to God, we're actually in the spirit touching the hem of God's garment. God sees our heart. He knows the heart. His ways are not like man's ways. So we got to seek God on tonight. we got to say, God, it's me. I'm standing in the prayer, God. These are the strongholds in our life. So point number one, we got to identify that we have a stronghold. Point number two, we got to ask God to help us. Point number three, maybe we need to find someone that can be a blessing to us. So God is saying on tonight, don't be silenced by your shame because we all have strongholds. Don't be frustrated by your fear because we all have strongholds. Ask God to reveal what's in your life that's holding you back from freedom. Now, if you want freedom tonight, the word freedom means that you're no longer bound. The word freedom means that you can praise God without bonds on your mind, without chains on you. When you have freedom, you can dance around. When you're free, nothing worries you. So I challenge you on tonight to ask God to break every stronghold in your life on tonight so that you're free. Amen. And I say on tonight, know how you got free so you can do what you need to stay free. So on tonight I'm saying the word of God is the number one factor, how we can stay free. We got to quote the word. We got to know the word. We got to seek the word. The Bible says, study to show yourself a prudent to God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So we got to get in that word. We got to turn a plate down, number two. We got to fast and we got to pray and we got to come before God's face. Amen. Bishop, any comments? Praise God, yes. I want to give the formula. You know, many times that uh, I like something that you said there. Uh, we got to be honest with ourselves, and and the, the flesh likes what it likes. Okay, everybody got the flesh. We got this thing in the church that we're so super spiritual that we're above other people, or that we're just as good as other people, and that we don't want nobody to know our faults and our things. But the Bible says we got to pray one for the other. We got to confess our faults one to the other. And the main thing is we got to be honest with one another because we got some issues. Now, Philippians um, 4 gives us a, a formula to dealing with strongholds. And that is, first of all, wash your hands, meaning quit doing what you're doing. In other words, if you know what you're doing is wrong, you've got to put up a fight against that thing. You resist. The, the late E.V. Hill said he got addicted to a painkiller. And that painkiller was prescribed by the doctor to treat an illness that he had, but then after the illness was gone, there was another problem. He was addicted to the painkiller. To get free from that thing, E.B. Hill testified that he had to stand for a while in straight warfare with everything he can do. 
in your life, if you're going through an addiction, if you're going through something, the thing is you've got to make up in your mind to stand against that thing yourself in your strength, depending on God. And when you stand and activate the power of God in your life, and you begin to resist the devil, then that's, that, that's what it means when it says, wash your hands. Stop doing what you're doing. Wash your hands in the blood. Washing your hands in the blood of Jesus, meaning confessing your faults to him, asking him to cleanse you, to deliver you, and to draw close to him, meaning set your affections on things above. Then the next thing is that, that, that you got to stop your double-mindedness. You can't have the mind of the world in the mind of the church still. That's defeating the purpose. If you're going to live holy for God, live holy for the Lord. The Word of God says, without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. It, the Word of God requires you to become a living sacrifice for the Lord and to, and to turn away from sin. Turn your back on sin. The Lord said he doesn't delight in him that turns back toward that which he delivered. It is the dog that goes back and eats his own vomit. You don't want to keep doing this over and over again because every time you do it, you get delivered, you get seven more spirits, more wicked than the one that you had before. Because when a spirit is cast out of a person, it goes into dry places. And then it comes back to the home from which it left, and it finds that it's been cleaned by the Holy Ghost. And the Spirit of the Lord is there, and, you've got, and, you, and you're standing against the, the enemy. He can't come in because he can't bind the strong man. So what he does is he goes and gets more seven other spirits more wicked than, than himself, and they try to come back in and try to get you back, try to get you caught back up into what you was into before. So that's why you can't be double-minded. You can't play with sin because you think, oh, God will forgive me. But the Bible says we don't sin that grace may abound. You don't play with the devil. You don't get off out there on his turf. Praise God, whenever the enemy comes against you like that, and you're fighting for your deliverance, you need to humble yourself. The Bible says if you humble yourself, God will raise you up in due time. The Lord resists the proud spirit. We've got to become his little children, crying, Abba, Father. Oh, God, I need you to help me with this thing. I can't do it on my own. But, oh, God, I'm looking under you, the author, and finishing my faith. Have mercy on me, oh, God. Lord, forgive me for my sins, oh, God. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness, oh, God. Lord, I don't want to do this thing. I'm tired of doing this thing. I'm resisting it now. And make up in your mind you're going to stand against that thing. And you'll see the hand of God begin to be activated in your life. Glory to God, Dr. Brown. Amen. You know, I'm going to get some real talk tonight with all the, without all the scriptures. Because I've been in a place before, so this is real talk. I've been in a place before where, you know, I had, a, I had several strongholds in my life. I attended church every Sunday. I prayed, I read the Bible, and I fasted. And I cried out before God. And I said, God, I still have these same strongholds in my life. God, I don't know what to do. God, I need you to help me. So I encourage you on tonight, because there's so many of you on this call tonight, and you're like, I'm already doing that. Okay, amen. But I challenge you on tonight to get under a covering, to get under someone that can also assist you and that can help you. And when you have a stronghold in your life, it may not stop right away. It's a process. And just like there's an onion, you peel back the layers of the onion, and every time you peel back the layers of the onion, it brings tears to your eye till you get to the core. So God is saying on tonight, he says, I'm peeling back every layer in your life. I'm pulling back every stronghold on your life on tonight. He said, be not weary and well doing. He said, sometimes you feel like giving up. 
you recognize that you have the strongholds in your life. Many of you on the call tonight said, you know, I don't want to be a hypocrite, so I just start going to church. The Bible says at the, in, at the end of the time that there is going to be a great falling away. So the best place for you to be is in the body of Christ. Don't stop going to church. I encourage you on tonight to continue to hold on. I encourage you tonight to just continue to believe on God because, you know, when you have a stronghold on your life, uh, come on, somebody, when you have the stronghold on your life, all that biblical jargon don't mean nothing because when the enemy has you bound up, you really don't understand all that jargon. But you got to get to a place. you got to keep praying. you got to keep seeking. you got to keep trusting God, and you just got to keep crying before God. And as you do that, it's a process. Like I said, God is killing by every layer of your life. And it's going to come a time where you're just going to get sick of the sin and just kind of quit. But it's a process that you have to go through on tonight. So I encourage you on tonight, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it seems like, you can't still want to tell you got to trust God. God said to me this weekend, he said, he says, you're responsible for your relationship with me. Amen. So we are responsible for our own relationship with God. And the key to also breaking strongholds is having a relationship with God. I'm not just talking about going Sunday church Sunday to going to church every Sunday. I'm not talking about listening to a, a audio tape in your car as you're driving to work. I'm not talking about having a 10-minute prayer while you're in your car, but I'm talking about laying on your face prostrate before God and seeking God and turn that plate down for multiple days. That's having a relationship with God. You've got to have a relationship with God. You've got to get in your word. That's how you have a relationship with God. You know, God has a plan for your life. If you think about something long enough, how come on, somebody, when it comes to a stronghold in your life, when you think about something long enough, you're going to do it. So as Bishop said, strongholds start in your mind. That's where the enemy attacks you. He knows that he can attack you in your mind because the, the lust of the flesh comes through your, through, your, through your mind, through your eyes, and then through your mouth. So we got to speak and declare on tonight. we got to lose every stronghold in our life on tonight. we got to declare and decree and break every generational curse in our life on tonight. we got to declare and decree to break every generational curse in our family on tonight. So on tonight, we declare and decree we're breaking every generational curse that's affecting our families on tonight. In Matthew 12 and 23, it says that it begins in our mind. Hallelujah. It begins in our mind. Thoughts and sinful, then it goes to our flesh because then it becomes sinful and it goes to our hearts. But sometimes we've got to turn off the TV. We've got to turn off the telephone. We've got to stop looking at empire. We've got to stop looking at these shows that feed negativity to our spirit. Now, you know, even some of the other shows, like loving you is wrong. Is it really feeding our spirit? I don't see anything wrong with looking at it. But if you already know you're going through you on your flesh, if you already know you've got a ghetto mentality, then these are things you should not be watching if you need a breakthrough. And, you know, sometimes we've got to consider it all joy when we're going through diverse temptations because they're trying to refrain work of patience. So on tonight, I cast down every spirit in this. I cast down every assignment of the enemy on tonight. I put on every stronghold in the spirit on tonight. So some generational curses that may be in our families could be generational curses of murder, could be um, spirits of bitterness, emulations, hatred, resentment, violence, self-will, strife, bickering, 
retaliation, rebellion, disobedience, stubbornness, arguments, competition, control. You ever ran to a person that wants to control everyone? Amen. And then there's spirits, witchcraft spirits. A witchcraft spirit is when somebody else tries to control your mind. You already know God has told you to do something, but you don't do what God has told you to do because you let somebody else change your thought process. The Jezebel spirit can be in any format. It can be in a marriage. It can be in a friendship. It can be in a church, but it's operating. Spirits of accusation, spirits of criticism, spirits of self-rejection, spirits of fear, of phobia. I've never seen so many Christians that have spirits of anxiety. We're God's people. So what business do we have having spirits of anxiety? Cruelty, discouragement, mental illness, bipolar, schizophrenic. You know, I've been talking to a lot of saints recently. They said, oh, I'm taking meds for anxiety. Oh, I'm taking meds for schizophrenic. I said, instead of you saying that you have it, you've got to speak and declare that you don't have the mental illnesses that even the doctor said that you have because we have the power in God to break every chain in our life, spirits of mistrust, spirits of confrontation, spirits of judgment, spirits of deception, so much deception going on, spirits of deceit, spirits of pride, spirits of uncleanliness, and the key number one spirit that's so operating in this country is spirits of depression and suicide. Now, you know, sometimes as Christians, we all get down, but it becomes a stronghold in our life when we um, are experiencing depression, and we're in such a depressed stage that we can't get out of bed that we can't go to work. But then we say that God has given us power to tread upon serpents. So that lets me know that the power within us can overcome depression. We've got to speak and declare this thing on tonight. We've got to pull down the walls of the enemy, and we've got to declare and speak what God has told us in this season to come overcome the walls of the enemy. And I just want to say on tonight that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world God wants every part of our life to be negative-free. Amen? God doesn't want us to have any negativity in our life. Sometimes that requires getting rid of people in our life because people in our life sometimes can, you know, cause us to have strongholds. So tonight I say ask God to take all negativity out of your life. Number two, acknowledge what God shows you. Read your word and pray. And number three, surrender and believe to every John in your life. You've got to find a mirror. You've got to find some someone sometimes to speak into your life. You've got to declare and decree it. Be faithful in this process, and your deliverance will come. I went over to Psalms 18 and 21, which says, God rewrote the text of my life when I opened the book of my heart to his eyes. So tonight, if we would just come before God and we admit that we have problems, all of us have problems. You know, none of us are great, and none of us, none of us are greater than the next person, but we all have problems. We've got to face a negativity giants and give God all the pieces of our life. Psalm 51 and 7 says, Purify me, O Lord, with his salt, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. I flip over to 1 Corinthians 6 and 18. Flee immorality. Every other sin that a man committeth is outside the body, but the immoral man commits sins against his body. So we want to be used by God on tonight. We gotta ask God to take the immoralities out of our body. I command that the spirits of evil, which have been have been stealing our destiny, I declare and decree on tonight that it back up from the place that it was hidden. I declare and decree on tonight that we as people of God's people will walk in victory, that we will walk in love. God, 
touch her eyes to release a vision of destiny tonight that you had placed on her life, God. I pull back the shackles that have blinded us from generation to generation that has called curses in our family, God. And I declare and decree on tonight that you will predate every purpose in our life. I bond up the hand of the enemy on tonight. I renounce every evil spirit on tonight that rides our destiny, and I command that to come down on tonight. I command the enemy to back up so that our destiny and our purpose can come forward on tonight. I pray on tonight. I speak. De- I come against the spirits of death. I come against every spirit of demonic forces. I come against the demonic blueprint that the enemy has been assigned to everyone on this radio show tonight. I speak life to you. You shall not die, but live. And you shall declare the works of the Lord for your labors in avail tonight. I bind every curse from hell that try to hinder your destiny. I'm coming against every curse that try to torment your mind on tonight. I said, put on the whole armor, of God, so that you can stand against the walls of the enemy. I declare the blessings, the honor, and favor of God upon your life on tonight. I declare and decree that you will walk in your destiny. I declare and decree on tonight that the anointing and favor of God will be on your life. I break every stronghold that's coming against your career, your personal life, your health, and anything in the spirit, and we speak life to you on tonight in the name of Jesus. I pray, God, that God's anointing rests upon your life on tonight. We break every stronghold in the spirit on tonight. Father, I pray that you will change every circumstance on tonight. Take the shackles off your people's eyes on tonight so that they can see, God, that they have much purpose, God, and much destiny. I speak against every opposition, every illegitimate attack that's been assigned by the enemy. I speak life on tonight. Release the destiny and your people's lives on tonight. I pray for the spirit of revelation, God. Give us the spirit of revelation, God. Help us to see your plan and your destiny, God. Help us to see our gifts that you have placed inside of us. God, help us to share our testimony, oh God, all tonight to be a blessing to somebody else. I don't know about anybody else on this call tonight, but I say on tonight, I will not be no longer under attack by the enemy, but I speak and declare on tonight that I will walk in victory. I speak and declare on tonight that I will walk in love. How come on, somebody, you, the devil can't destroy what's in God's hands. And God said tonight, he said, my people are in the palm of my hand. And because you are in the palm of God's hand, God said to let you know on tonight that the enemy can't destroy, destroy your purpose. God said on tonight to let you know that the enemy cannot destroy the plan that he has for your life on tonight. Come on, somebody, do what God told you to do. And sometimes we have strongholds in our life because we refuse to do what God has told us to do. God told some of us, told some of you that you're supposed to be evangelizing. God told some of you you're supposed to be a missionary, pastor, apostle, whatever God has told you to do. And because you're not doing it, there are strongholds in your life. So tonight I declare and decree that you will do what God has told you to do, to be obedient to God on tonight and to walk where God has told you to walk. Come on, somebody on this call on tonight. When you understand the plan of God for your life, every stronghold will break. God said on tonight, if you will do my will, he said, I will make the broken places straight. We should not do anything to cause others to have strongholds in their life. That's a point in itself. Sometimes through the words we speak, we can bound up other people through the actions of people that's not saved. 
we can bind up other people and we can cause them not to have a breakthrough. So on tonight, I declare and decree on tonight that we watch what we say, that we watch what we go, that we watch whatever we do on tonight to keep to keep us free and delivered on tonight. Bishop? Amen, God. Amen, amen. You know, and I want to address the issue to the body of Christ right now, uh, because the church is is we have, like I said, we a lot of a lot of the body of Christ has a mentality about sin that that I'm above, and 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 because I'm righteousness, they look down amen. on other people that have not uh, that have not attained what they have attained. Some amen. of them have been saved for years. Some of them have fell and got up, but then when they see somebody else fall down. They seem to forget where they where God had brought them from. But the Bible says if you see your brother and sister overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, go to them in the spirit of meekness, considering yourself, that you may restore them. You see, we that strong, we bear the infirmities of the weak. And Christians, a lot of times, those in crisis seem like they want to destroy their own wounded. But we've got to build up and consider yourself because where, where that person's weak at, you may be strong, but where you're strong at, I mean, where, where you get, they may be strong. So that's why prayer is so important. And I want to touch on that for just a minute, because the prayers of the righteous avail as much. Now, we, and the church really jumps on healing. Oh, pray, because James chapter 5, call for the elders of this, among you. Call for the elders of this, uh, call for the elders of the church, and the prayer of faith will save the sick, anoint them with oil, and the prayer of faith will save the sick. If they committed any sins, God will raise them up. And that is so true. But I want to tell the body of Christ something else, that, that sickness is not the only place prayer works. The Word of God says one will chase 1,000, two will chase 10,000. When we come together in spiritual warfare prayer for our brothers and sisters, when we go up against demonic spirits that's over our area, in our geographical location, or working within our church or in our family, you can look around and see spirits of homosexuality, spirits of drug addiction, praise God, spirits of pride, praise God, spirits of lust. And you see all these things around. When you get in spiritual warfare, we can go against those things. You see, the Lord is waiting on us to move. Praise God. He said he, he, God has bound himself. He will not violate his own rules. We're in the earth realm. For him to move, we have to loose this thing, command this thing in the earth realm. The angels are standing by waiting to defeat the enemy, wanting to destroy the enemy, just waiting on the saints to come together in prayer. He said, wherever two or three is touching and agreeing on any one thing, I will do it unto them. He said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, anything you ask the Father in my name, I will do it. In his name means his character and his personality. And I want you to know something tonight. When Jesus went down into hell, he that knew no sin became sin and suffered for all of us that, that we might have a right to the tree of life. And after he had suffered and God said, enough is enough. Jesus came up, and the Bible tells me that he despoiled principalities and powers. I mean, he defeated every demonic spirit that there is. He defeated lying demons. He defeated homosexual demons, lesbian spirits. He, he, defeated, he defeated cancer. He defeated every demonic spirit that there is. And there's power in the name. There's power in the blood. There's power in the unity of the saints. When we come together in spiritual warfare and pray one for the other, confessing our thoughts one for the other. And when you, you, when you start doing this, you'll see a change in your church. You'll see a change in your prayer group. You'll see a change in your community. You'll see, praise God, 
You, you see the, the, the bounds of Satan being broken. The word of God declares that the harvest is plentiful, but that the labors are few. We got a lot of folk that want to jump out there in Superman and go win souls. They ain't done no prayer time. They ain't pulled down no strongholds. Ain't brought nothing in the spirit realm. But want to jump out there and try to fight the devil. I remember the sons of Skeevy. Praise God. They, they were talking about our Jew you, in whom Jesus preached, in whom Paul preached to come out. That demon said, I, Jesus I know and Paul I know. But who are you? And that spirit jumped on them and pulled off all their clothes and they ran out naked. I want to tell you that this is spiritual warfare. And this, and this is a battle. And you have to take it real and seriously. Sometimes you've got to turn down your plate. Sometimes you've got to and not only fast, but then you've got to pray. Praise God. But when you come together in unity of prayer, praise God, and praying one for the other, the enemy can't stop you then. The Bible says no weapon formed against you shall prosper, because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Praise God. He said all the <laughs> devils in hell can't pluck you out of his hand. God is more for you than the whole world is against you. All you got to do is submit and humble yourself and turn from your wicked ways and call on the Lord. And I don't care what your title is. Your title can be bishop, apostle, whatever your title is. You need to have the title that I'm a child of God. You need to have the BA degree of being born again. Praise God. Titles are put on us. We give honor to whom honors do. We're not fighting titles. But people getting caught up in titles and wanting positions and to be this and to be that in the body of Christ. And, and God is saying, I want you to come down humble before me. Let me bless you. Let me raise you up. Let me put you in the place for your destiny and your purpose. You need to cast off imagination and all those high things that have exalted itself in your mind. It ain't about what people think of you. It ain't about money and power. It ain't about the lust of the flesh. But it's about the will of God. It's about you bringing God glory with your life. And the Lord is calling on you right now for the warriors to come forth, to step out in faith. The warriors is calling on you right now to lay aside every weight and sin that would beset you. The, war, the Lord is calling warriors to come forth with the sword of the Spirit. And Jesus is coming back with his, the sword of the Spirit in his mouth. Praise God, he's alive forevermore. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And he's coming back. The Bible says in Revelation he's on a right white horse. And he's coming back with power in his mouth. Praise God, that power he's given us, those of us who've been baptized in his name, those of us who've laid down our life that we no more live but Christ has given yes. us. We got to stand up in the power and the authority of the word of the living God. We are representatives of God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm not even take one about one. Amen. Please meet your phone. And then I just want to touch on some things that we talked about last week. And then please mute your phone. We're recording, so please mute your phone. I just want to touch on some things that we talked about last week. And some of the things that we talked about last week, I'm going to talk about how to stay encouraged, even while you're going to. Sometimes you've got to go to the pit to get to the palace, is what I talked about last week. Sometimes we've got to be in the valley low to get to the palace. Sometimes we've got to go through hell and through high water to get what God has for us. But I just want to say on tonight, praise should be your response. Don't, lay, don't take it laying down no matter what the enemy does to you. We've got to stand up and stand on the word of God. Sometimes we've got to praise God through our pain. Sometimes you guys got to say no more drama in my life. And God said tonight there's purpose in your pain. And the purpose in your pain is to produce fruit. God says in your pain, I'm producing patience. James 1 and 30 says, my brother, count it all joy 
when you fall into driver's temptation for the trial of your faith, work of patience. So when you're going through and you're experiencing strongholds on tonight, God said that the pain is producing your fruit. So on tonight, just know that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And I also want to say on tonight, sometimes God allows us to go through. He allows the strongholds in our life to silence the devil. God allows the enemy to torment us sometimes just like he did Job. And the reason God allows that to happen because God is testing our faith. We said we have faith, but do we really have faith? If you're stricken with a cancer, if you're stricken with something, and you say you have faith, and it's like on Monday we're saying I got faith, but on Wednesday we're saying something else. So God is allowing us to go through. He's trying our faith. He's testing our faith. So in Job chapter 1, verse 9, so Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you made a hedge around Job? So Satan is saying, yeah, the reason why Job is upright, the reason why Job is perfect, the reason why Job is walking in holiness, that's because you got a shield of protection around him. So the next time that you go through, recognize that God, maybe God is allowing you to go through to bring out patience. Remember sometimes that sometimes God allows you to go through on tonight to test who you are, to see if you are who you say you are. And number three, to glorify God. You know, we all go through, but it's all for his glory. Just as Lazarus had died and Mary had called for Jesus, and Jesus came three days later, and Jesus said, this sickness is not unto death but for the glory of God. So in the spiritual realm, sometimes when we're going through, it's not unto death, but it's to make us, it's to shape us, it's to make us walk a better walk with God. So the next time you're going through, just remember that praise shall be your response. The next time you're going through, just tell the devil, I'm not going to take it laying down. Amen? And point number four, it's to make us like Christ. You know, we said we want to be perfected like Christ. Well, to be like Christ, we got to go through something. There's a cost for the anointing. There's a price that we got to pay for the anointing on our life. There's no way you can be anointed and not go through anything. Philippians 3 and 10 says that I may have him the power, the same power of resurrection and the fellowship and the suffering that Jesus had. So if we want the anointing of God, we got to go through the same thing that God had to go through. They hung him high, stretched him wide. But guess what? God still endured. He could have came down from that cross. But in his pain and his torment, he held, he held it out so that we could have the right to the tree of life on today. So I encourage somebody on tonight, even though there's strongholds in your life, remember that God has your back on tonight. Philippians 2 and 5 says, Let this mind be in you, which is in Christ Jesus. That lets me know that. When I'm going through, I've got to prophesy to myself. When I feel like giving up, I've got to prophesy to myself. And I have to tell myself that I can do this, that I'm an overcomer, that when the enemy comes and he tells me that I can't make it, that I'm defeated, I've got to prophesy to myself and tell myself yeah, yeah. that I am victorious. When the enemy comes and say, oh, well, you're unwanted, and I have to prophesy to the enemy and have to say, I'm adopted by the 
I'm adopted by God. I'm a child of the king. When the enemy comes and says, I'm in bondage, I have to prophesy and say that I am free. When the enemy comes and says, oh, you're guilty, you did it, I can say, yeah, I was guilty, but now I'm forgiven. The chains and bondage on my life will be broken. When the enemy comes and says, oh, you're neglected, oh, you're rejected, I can say, I'm accepted into the kingdom of God. When the enemy comes and says, oh, you're hopeless, I can say, I have all the hope I need in Jesus Christ. When the enemy comes and says, I'm not enough, you're no good, you're not going to go nowhere, you're not going to do anything, I can say I am perfected in Christ. Forgetting those things which were behind me and reaching for the things ahead of me, whatever the enemy comes and tells you, we have the power to pull it down. So I encourage you on tonight, when the enemy says you're lonely, when he says I'm lonely, I can say I am never alone because my God is with me, pulling down the strongholds with my words. There's nothing special. When the enemy tells me there's nothing special about me, I can say I'm a king's kid. I'm a royal priesthood. I'm a chosen generation. So sometimes we got to pull down the very elite strongholds in our life. we got to tell the devil, it ain't working. It's not going to work. That we're on the assignment. God said, God told me, he said, tell my people on tonight. He said, God said, God said on tonight, he said, go through your yellow pages. He said your Bible is your yellow pages. You know how you go through the yellow pages and you're, you're looking for somebody, a company, or a person. God said go through your Bible, and your Bible is just like the yellow pages. And when you begin to turn back your Bible, God said begin to look up scriptures on fear. God said begin to look up scriptures on anxiety. Begin to look up scriptures on backbiting. Begin to look up scriptures about backsliding, whatever you're going through, and on depression and on discouragement and on doubting, on in crisis in your life. But God said, use the Bible as your yellow pages and begin to search and pull out scriptures, saying God on tonight. God says, you are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. So know on tonight that a child in your faith work of patience. We are God's people. We are walking in God's character. And God's character says that we have abundant life. And God's character says that we are overcomers. And God's character says that we are people with patience. And God's character lets us know that we have peace. And God's character lets me know that we have perseverance. And in perseverance, I will go through, but I won't give up. I won't quit. I will stand tall regardless of what the enemy may say. I will prophesy to myself all tonight. And that's how we play our strongholds in our life. we got to know that who we are and who we are. And I thank God on tonight, because God says on tonight, some of you on this call, he says, I'm working on your temperance. I'm working on your trust on tonight. He says, I'm working on your zeal on tonight. I'm working on your labors of love on tonight. I'm working on more kindness and humility in your life. And I'm pulling down the pride in your life on tonight. God says on tonight, I'm going to give many of you honor. He says, some of you on this call on tonight, he said, the enemy has carried you out. He said, but you will be a woman of God of valor on tonight. He said, carry all drugs when they turn against you, because the trial of your faith is working patience on tonight. God says you will walk in freedom on tonight. He says you will walk in victory on tonight. He said, no more will you be on ungodly after tonight, because we're pulling down strongholds in the spiritual realm. We're casting aside every imagination in the spirit. God says, I'm working on your endurance on tonight. I'm working on your contentment on tonight. No more no longer will you be content. No longer will you be complaining. But after tonight, you will walk in victory. You will be courageous on tonight, says God. God says the clean, unclean things that are in your life. He says after you get off this call on tonight, even while you're on the call on tonight, God says I'm breaking every unclean thing in your life on tonight. God says 
just to let you know on tonight, he said, God, he said, I didn't call the qualified. He said, I called those that were unqualified. God is greater than every imperfection in your life on tonight. And I go to the Bible and I think about Jacob. Jacob was a cheater. And I think about Peter. Peter had a bad temper. And I go and I think about David. David had an affair. And I think about Jonah. Jonah drunk. He got drunk. And I think about Noah. He was disobedient to God and he ran from God. And I think about Moses. Moses committed murder. And I think about Mary and she gossiped and caused trouble. And I think about Martha. She read and read and read about Jesus. But do we really trust God? And I think about Thomas. Thomas died at Jesus. He didn't even believe that he rose from the grave. And I think about Sarah. God told her to be patient for that baby, but Sarah was impatient. And I think about Elijah. He was moody, huh? and he wanted to be caught up. And I think about Zacharias, who was short, and he complained because he was short. And I think about Abraham. He was like, well, I'm old. And I think about Lazarus. Lazarus died, but God told Lazarus, it's not unto death. So I encourage you on tonight, every stronghold that's in your life, it was not sent to kill you, but it was made to make you stronger. So know that we're all going through, but I'm trying to have our same work of patience on tonight. And I flipped over to the book of Psalms 4 and 8. You might want to write this down. Psalms 4 and 8. It says, I will, be, I, will not let down in pe- I will let down in peace and sleep, and God will be my shield. God is going to be your shield and buckler on tonight. That means God is protecting you from the left. He's protecting you from the right. He's protecting you from the front. He's protecting you from the back. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Flip that over to John 14 and 27. It says, I am leaving with you a gift, a gift of peace of mind and a peace of heart. That lets me know when Christ we have peace. And when we have peace, the strongholds in our life can come down. That we don't have to walk around in fear. We don't have to be dominated by every attack. That's so easy to beset us from the enemy. We have the power, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, be by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God with transition all understanding will go into heart and mind on tonight. Philippians 4 and 6. So that lets me know that I can say on a day-to-day basis, Lord, let me live each day as I am free. God, help me to live the best that I can be. Help me to make what you say what I do. Thank you, Lord, for freeing me from my bondage, too. I am free because you place a penny of sin on the cross, and I know that I am free. Help me to possess your promises and leave no room for evil to dwell in me. Hallelujah. In your temple, in my temple, God, give me life with your help. I will face every circumstances with trust and contentment for your delight. I will encounter every adversity with hope and confidence in you. And I will take each discouragement in stride and believe, God, that you will see me through. Knowing that every discouragement is an opportunity for you to shine in me, God, I will tell my testimony, even when I'm in bondage, because I know my bondage will set me free. So I encourage you on tonight to know that you may go through that you may walk in bondage, but God is saying to you, you must face your stronghold, which is on in Second Corinthians ten and three. There must be rejection of the strongholds. We gotta reject the strongholds in our life. And then we gotta say we don't want those strongholds. Then we gotta repent. We gotta be humble and we gotta repent. That's in Psalms fifty one and seventeen. Amen. So we gotta admit that we have strongholds and we gotta let them go and not hell us captive on tonight. 
Well, you know who you are and who you are tonight. Nothing else matters. I don't know about anybody else, but I told the devil today, you won't have no room in my life. I will not be discouraged. I won't give you no victory, but I will stand and believe on God's word. And even when we're coping with stress, God is just the greatest stress reliever than ever. When you're going through stress, you've got to say, God, I'm going through stress, God. I need you today to overcome stress. I need you to overcome anxiety in my life. First Peter 5 and 6 says, humble yourself, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. So that lets me know that anxiety has no place in my life, even when I feel stressed out, when I feel like throwing my hands up. That's when I quote my favorite scripture, Psalm 34. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. And I'll flip over to Psalms 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. God, I'm going through, but I'm in my secret place, God. I'm pulling down every stronghold in my mind because you understand that. So I'm taking off the mask on tonight. Just a year ago, sometimes we can be smiling on the outside but hurting in the inside. But just a year ago, I dealt with a large bout of depression. And the enemy tried to tell me to kill myself. Well, you lost this. You lost your house. You lost your car. You had a brain surgery. You keep going through. They keep saying you got cancer. They keep saying you got this. But I had to prophesy to myself. And sometimes we just got to prophesy to ourselves so that we know that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And my last scripture for tonight, James 1 and 12 says, Blessed is the man who resumes steadfast under trial. For when he is when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life. So that lets me know that what we're going through at the end of the thing, that there will be a crown. When the rapture comes back, everything that we went through, every stronghold, every obstacle, every everything that we went through, it's all gonna work for our good. So I encourage you on tonight not to give up, not to throw in the towel, not to quit. And remember, as I said last week, there's a powerful anointing in your life. Your suffering was only a setup. Hey, good God Almighty. Let me say that one more time. Your suffering was only a setup. The enemy set you up, so he let you suffer. He thought he set, he thought he set you up, but he didn't really set you up. But it was all for the glory of God. You're not going to die in the pit. Sometimes God lets us go to the pit. He lets us to hit rock bottom. But when he allows us to hit rock bottom, he's there. I think about the point that says footsteps in the sand. And God is picking us up and carrying us through it all. And sometimes we're like, God, where are you? And God says, I'm here all the time. Put on the garment of praise. Regardless of what you're going through, I encourage you on tonight to put on the garment of praise. Bishop? Bishop, are you here? Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's right, a garment of praise. See, sometimes when you just praise your way through, you might sometimes you have to give the Lord a sacrifice of praise. <laughs> What's that? That's when you when 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 you when you're going through something you're still feeling the pain or you're still dealing with the problem and it hadn't moved when you thought it should move. Praise God. But then that's the time you praise God because you know what you pray for by faith, you're gonna receive that. The word of God says the just shall live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. And Dr. Brown, I thank you so much for that awesome word because if we would just do those things, if we would just realize that in capping up that the devil, all the devils in hell can't pluck us out of God's hand. He's with us. The hairs on our head are numbered. He knows right what we're going through. He knows what the trial is, and he's yet perfecting us. Praise God. And we say sometimes that 
You get the you get the juice out of the grape. You can't do it until you mass it. When you're broken before God, and God can put you back together again. Let me tell you, when you go through the battle, and after you come through, you get the reward. Not only do you get a reward, but you get the spoils. I thank God for His for His word tonight, Doctor Brown. Thank God for you, bring for for sharing that word with us because as we pick up this mantle that God has put out here tonight, praise God, the devil can't hold us back. He can't control us. He's not going to block our destiny. He's not going to hijack our destiny because we shall come through and be what God has called us to be. Thank you, Dr. Brothers. Amen. So Isaiah 40 and 31 says, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be worried. They shall walk and not faint. So now I have opened up the lines on tonight. And if there's any prayer requests, just tell us briefly before we go into a word of prayer. Are there any um, prayer requests on tonight? So I just want to say thank you for tuning in to Destiny Awaits You on tonight. Remember, the battle is not yours. Remember that you've got to detach, de- detox your spirit and you've got to let go. And remember, praise should be your response. Don't, lay, don't take it laying down. Praise him through your pain. Praise him through your hurt. And remember that the perk is in your pain. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, at the very closing of this radio show on tonight, God, God, I pray, God, in the spiritual realm, oh, God, that you would set your people free on this call on tonight, oh, God. God, whatever the need may be on tonight, oh, God. God, I pray that you will meet the needs of your people on tonight, God. God, I pull down every stronghold in their life on tonight, oh, God. God, I speak victory to your people on tonight, oh, God. God, I speak more love to your people on tonight, oh, God. God, I come against every stronghold in the people's lives on tonight, God. God, I pull down insecurities on tonight, oh, God. God, I pull down spirits of intimidation on tonight, oh, God. God, I pull down spirits of resentment and hatred on tonight, oh, God. God, I come against every spirit of murder, unforgiveness on tonight, oh, God. In the name of Jesus, oh, God. God, I come against spirits of rebellion, God, rejection, oh, God. I come against every spirit of pride, oh, God, that's come to bound your people up, God. God, I come against every spirit of strife. I come against every spirit of alcohol addiction, heroin, oh God. God, I pray for those, God, that are addicted on heroin, oh God. God, I ask that you will break the heroin addiction in our area, oh God. God, I come against the spirit that's been assigned to our region, oh God, to take out our young black men, oh God, throughout this country, oh God. God, I said that you will protect them and keep them in this season, oh God. God, I bind up the spirit of murder and worry, oh God, on tonight, oh God. God, I come against the spirit of Possessiveness, oh God, that we said, okay, I can get myself together tomorrow because the rapture is soon to come, oh God. God help your people not to be passable, God, but God help us to take it serious, oh God, because we don't know when the rapture is coming, oh God. And God will come against every spirit of tonight, God, against every spirit of grief, God, against every spirit of sorrow, oh God, against every heartache on tonight, oh God. God will come against the spirit of isolation, oh God. Then he wants the people of God to be isolated. I break in the spirit on tonight. I'm done against every spirit on tonight, oh God. In the name of Jesus, oh God. God, I move and come against every spirit of carnality on tonight, oh God. Every spirit of jealousy and envy, oh God, on tonight, oh God. God, I come against sexual immorality, spiritual perversion, oh God. God, I come against every spirit on tonight, oh God. In the name of Jesus, oh God. 
God, I come against every spirit of witchcraft, God, black magic, oh God. I come against every spirit that's been spoken in word, thought, or deed, oh God, against your people, oh God. And God, I speak victory to your people on tonight, oh God. I come against the spirit of bondage or backsliding, oh God, and loss of hope, God. Some people on this call tonight feel, God, like they don't have no hope, oh God. Unless they realize, God, that you are the author, God, and finisher of the faith, oh God. They come too far to turn around, oh God, on tonight, oh God. God, revive them, oh God. Restore your people on this call on tonight, oh God. In the name of Jesus, oh God. God, let your mantle flow on this call on tonight, oh God. In the name of Jesus, oh God. Not by might, not by sight, God, but by your spirit on tonight, oh God. Save the Lord, oh God. God, I pray that you will break every stronghold, oh God. That's a sector of mind, oh God. Help us to put on the whole armor, oh God. That we're able to stand against the darkness of the enemy, oh God. And not that we've done everything, God. Help us to stand, oh God. God, help us to be your soldiers, oh God. Help us to be troopers, oh God. Help us to stand, stay steadfast and movable, God. Always abounding in the work of the Lord, oh God. For our neighbors not in vain, oh God. And God, even during this time, oh God, of Christmas, oh God. Let us not be discouraged, oh God, because of the things of Christmas, oh God. But let us realize the true meaning of Christmas, oh God. In the name of Jesus, oh God. God, I pray for those, oh God, that are going through finances all tonight, oh God. God, I prophetically speak overflow to them, oh God. Even before 2017 gets here, oh God, I prophetically speak overflow to their life, oh God. God, come against every hand of the enemy, oh God, that came against these people, oh God, to make them lose things, oh God, to make them want to file bankruptcy, oh God, to make the hollows go and foreclose, oh God, and the cars go and repost status, oh God. God, I prophesy overflow to your people on tonight, oh God. We walk in victory, oh God, on tonight. We stand in victory on tonight tonight, oh God, and we'll be careful, God, to give your name to praise God, glory, God, and honor, God, to see what you will, God, on tonight, oh God, and we exalt you on tonight, oh God, and Jesus match your name, we pray, God, and we thank you on tonight, and we glorify you. Thank you for tuning in tonight to Destiny Awaits You. I pray tonight that you were blessed by something that you heard, and join us next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Give kudos to my co-hosts. None other than Bishop Gary Anthony Howe. Thank you, man of God, for coming on the show on tonight. God bless you, and thank you. God bless you, woman of God. And if you would like, I have a book that's out now. It's called Releasing the Pain, Walking in Healing. And the book is talking about strongholds. It's talking about deliverance. And I've got 20 more copies today. So if you want, you can get a copy to, for someone that you love or for Christmas. Thank you tonight. Thank you for tuning in to Destiny Awaits You. May God richly bless you and smile upon you. Have a happy holiday, and may God richly bless you. Good night. Good night. We thank you for tuning in tonight to Destiny Awaits You. We look forward to next Tuesday right here with Dr. Felicia Browning. May God bless you, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, too. How much is the book?
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.